Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shoot the Shit. Race day 2022 is drawing near, uh, and we have a really exciting one for you this week, uh, talking with some competitors who will be taking place in this year's race day. But more than that, it is going to be a brand new team for this race day. Uh, Sisters of Delta Gamma starting a team uh, making history not only for just starting a sorority buggy team, but working to make their own buggy from scratch. We're going to get into that and so much more here. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and kick things off. Uh, our guests this week introduce themselves. Uh, yeah, I'll start. I'm Katie Zapanta. I am one of the founders and technically co-chairs of Delta Gamma Buggy. Um, I am also head driver for Pika. Um, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point of sharing that loyalty. Uh, But yeah, that's me. I'm a senior this year. So this is my first and last year with DG Buggy. And I think also the only two-time guest on Shoot the Shit. So congratulations. That's a really great legacy uh... to have. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, I will go next. Um, Yeah, I'm Sophia Battaglia. Um, I'm also a senior in DG. Katie and I kind of took over DG Buggy our sophomore year, and it's been our baby for the last three years. So we're getting really excited for our first race day um, and ready to pass it on to the next next group. Um, and I'm Lindsay Lamberti. I just joined the team this year. I'm the head mechanic, um, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, joining the team, leading us through this race day, and then taking over next year when Katie and Sophia are gone. Awesome. Well, so excited to have you all joining us this week. You know, Katie, Sophia, you had both mentioned it's really been years in the making. Uh, So I guess let's go back to the start. Uh, You know, were you there around for the origin of when the house was talking about uh, putting a buggy team together and kind of how did it all come about? This is actually a funny story. I don't even know if, Sophia, you know the extent of it. But I first kind of put up the idea to Delta Gamma when I got called into, like, Honor Board, which is, like, our disciplinary kind of board. Um, My sophomore year, I got called in because I can't really remember. I had done something, and I had to get yelled at. Um, And then as a way to kind of, like, distract from it they were asking me about like how things were going with like school and life and everything and I was like oh yeah like buggy's keeping me really busy and they were like oh you do buggy that's so cool like we should do buggy um so it was kind of where the seed was planted in terms of like I remember very distinctly like being in that room full of really scary upperclassmen and being in trouble for something I literally can't remember what it was but it was for being in trouble for something and as a way to kind of distract from it we were all like oh wouldn't it be cool if like sororities did buggy like why don't we do it um so it kind of started as like a joke and then we kind of became like a real thing and I don't know, Sophie, do you remember really how it started from that? Because I honestly don't. (laughs) We've been in it for so long at this point. Yeah, I think our our two kind of heads of the chapter at that point got really excited um, by Katie's suggestion, distraction, whatever we might call it. Um, And they kind of put out a note to the whole chapter and said, you know, does anyone want to do this? And Katie and I are both CMU legacies, buggy legacies. We grew up 
going to race day. So both of us said like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and thus we're just kind of handed it. Um, so not really knowing what to do with it, not having any experience, but we kind of just got it by saying, yeah, we want to do it. Wow. That's exciting. So, you know, this is all of a sudden on your plate. Um, and is this 2019 or, or approximately what year is this? Yeah. 2019. 2019. So kind of what did you do? It's like, all right, great. The, the house said, let's do it. Let's, let's have buggy. Um, did you reach out to other teams? I guess I know Katie, you were on Pike at the time, but like, how do you kind of start something like that up from scratch? Yeah. I mean, to continue the drama, it was pretty dramatic. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I remember we pitched the idea. We were like, all right, let's explore this. I remember putting together like a, like a kind of a pitch, like a presentation pitch um, for our chapter leadership at the time where it was kind of like, how difficult would this actually be? I remember looking at the BAA website and it has that whole section on how to start a buggy team. Um, and I looked through that and I remember we talked to uh, sweepstakes at the time and we like looked at it and we did a cost breakdown and everything. And I remember being like, it's actually not as hard as, I, as we think it's going to be. Cause there were talks of doing, Oh, well, what, what if we started with just like a pan Hellenic buggy team? So like all of the sororities just came together and did a buggy team. Then we decided that would be too like institutionally difficult in terms of like breakdown of like chores and like who had more involvement, who had less involvement, blah, 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 blah. blah. We decided that was going to be too much effort. So then we talked about, oh, what if we paired with a frat and like try to do, because, you know, like Kappa, Cap Sig, try to do something together. Right. We were like, what if we did something like that? And I think our leadership at the time was very much like, no, if we're going to do this, this is going to be our thing and our thing only, um, which like looking back, I really respect that. And I really applaud that mindset. But yeah, I remember just doing a lot of research. Um Drama wise, uh, like we kept this very on the down low. We didn't really say anything for a while because we didn't know for certain if we wanted to do it. We knew that it would have to be like a whole chapter, like vote if we were going to go through with it because it would be a lot more work because we already do booth and we already do Greek sing too. So we were like, it's going to be way more labor for our chapter. We're going to keep it very, very secretive for a while until we're for sure we want to go through with this. And then somehow Pike found out. And then I had Rob Lewis like angrily texting me being like, I heard you're going to leave us for DG. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's not at all what's happening. We're going to figure it out. I promise. Um, so and then it became very much like, yeah, tons of organizations helping us out. Dio was really great our first year and helping us out. She shared build books with us from Fringe. Um, Fringe and Apex have been great from the start and and telling us we're welcome to come to any builds and sharing their insight. Sigep has been wonderful. Jake, uh, when he was on sweeps when we were starting out, who was, you know, former Sigep, he was really, really great in sharing wisdom. And then you know, when Pike settled down a little bit, <laughs> they've also been good <laughs> at, at giving, obviously not sharing secrets or anything. No one has done that, but like just giving us like wisdom with like where to find parts, like what, what does roles look like? What does, how do you do this? How do you do that? How many people do you need at roles to make it function? All of those tiny little things. Um, and yeah, we just kind of have received so much help and support throughout this whole thing. So it was very daunting, especially when you are a sorority and you don't have any of that institutional knowledge, because, you know, frats are the ones who started Buggy mm -hmm. back in the day. And when you're a sorority and you have none of that institutional knowledge and none of the 
older members that can pass that down. It really was difficult for me and Sophia, but the great thing about the BAA is we had all those resources available to us. Um, and we got our own advisor from BAA and everything. So it's been a lot less hard than it would have been, I guess. No, that, that that's awesome. I mean, I think something we talk about a lot on here is shifts in buggy culture and how much more open stuff is now than even a decade ago and definitely than 20, 30 years ago. Um, and, and kind of cool, there is a climate where, you know, there is that much enthusiasm to, to bring in a new team. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of interested. I know you said you kept it pretty quiet from the house in terms of, you know, actually something you were going to do until it was a little bit further baked. How was it received, um, you know, by the sisters? And what was that kind of like in terms of getting people involved? Because you mentioned, right, Greek Sing and Booth are such big things. And, you know, no one has free time already as it is at CMU. So kind of how did the recruiting process go uh, within the house? Yeah, I think initially we were kind of split with people really not into it and really annoyed and thinking, how are we going to do this? We don't have the time. And people who were really excited. Um, and ultimately it came down to where's the majority? Where can we stand? And to a certain extent, COVID kind of helped us because because we didn't have a race day by the time COVID restrictions were lifted, by the time Katie and I this year were seniors, buggy was just something that DG did now. Um, so we didn't really have to fight all that much because of COVID. Um, so I think that has helped. Now, now, this being the first time we've done Greek Sing, Booth and Buggy, we're starting to really feel how difficult it is to do all three within two weeks of each other. But I think sure. there's, you know, a group of people that's really excited about each one. Um, and you find your strong group with any organization that really loves Buggy. And there's a group that really loves Booth. And we're, we're starting to find that balance and figure it out. Awesome. Yeah. Initially, right. And we'll get into kind of COVID stuff, but was the goal, I guess, to race on race day 2020 or, or kind of what was the timeline you all had set for yourselves? Yeah, we we rolled all of fall 2019 thinking we'll just shoot for getting around the course race day 2020. Um, and then when things didn't work out or when COVID hit, we kind of halted that goal. 2021 became a really hard year to get everything organized, a really hard first race day. Um, so we decided to not even roll last year and then come back this year. Awesome. And, and within that too, right, you are building a buggy this year. You built a buggy. I think someone had told me that. Is that right? Did I make that up? Lindsay, I'll let you take that. Um, yeah. So the buggy we're using right now, um, we didn't build. It was actually given to us from fringe um it was built back in 2000 raced in 2001 um but the plan is for next year we will build um so we have the plans in motion for that starting to look into materials and stuff um and then hopefully we'll race that buggy in 2023 okay awesome so that uh, that is the the timeline on that because i know i had heard something but i wasn't quite sure um I, I guess one thing that was, was kind of interesting you had said, Sophia, is that 
COVID almost in some ways was helpful because it allowed you to slow things down. Um, but I guess if you could all maybe talk a little bit about, you know, what it was like building up the program those years when things were so limited and what were you able or, or not able to do and like, how do you build a buggy culture when there are, you know, so many limits on, you know, actually how much you can meet up or be in the same room or be outside together? Yeah. So last school year, um, I don't think a lot of people realize we, we really weren't allowed to be together physically, like at all. Um, we, you know, it was completely remote classes except for some. Um, all of our chapters for Delta Gamma were on Zoom for pretty much a year and a half. Uh, so it's it's hard. And there were a lot of people that were feeling that distance from Delta Gamma as a whole, you know, that whole last year because we weren't physically together in the same space unless you're like me and you live with like three other sorority, three other members of your sorority. So as an institution, and I'm sure other Greek organizations feel the same way, as an institution, we suffered a lot just in general and culturally um, from not being able to physically be together. We couldn't have, you know, like events together. We couldn't have retreat. We couldn't have things like that that bring us closer. We didn't build a booth last year. We did a very small scale video Greek sing last year. And those are the things that really build up the community. So Mm -hmm. we definitely took a lot of steps back, like organizationally. And I think like in terms of our values, um, a lot of that really like took several steps back and we had kind of regressed a little bit um, in terms of of where we were before COVID. So that was obviously hard. Um, In terms of buggy, I think we kind of used this year as like a, this is our coming back year in terms of reinstating what Delta Gamma means to us, what the sisterhood means to us. And buggy is our perfect opportunity to kind of exemplify this coming back. Um, being together and yeah like we said from the start Sophie and I were like sending out stuff um, from the summer even like sending out like who wants to do buggy this year we sent an interest form that was like on a scale from one to ten ten you would be really upset if we didn't race and one being like you absolutely do not want this at all like how much you guys want to do buggy and it was overwhelmingly like we would be really upset if we didn't do buggy um and you get responses like this, and then you get like five people that want to show up for roles each week. Mm. Um, but what we've come to discover is it's it's really, really hard. And I'm sure this is a thing for a lot of organizations, but it's really hard to get people to show up. But once they do show up, after that first time, they'll keep coming back and they see how much fun it is. So a lot of what we've been talking about this year is just like, how do we get people to come to roles? How do we get people to sign up for chores? how we get people to come to push practice because once they come like we found out they stay and they really like it and they see how fun it is and they see like all of the cool things that we're doing um but it's it's the getting people there that's the hard part and what made it even especially harder and I don't know maybe Lindsay this is something you can talk about being the youngest member here but we didn't realize that a lot of our underclassmen had never even seen Buggy before like even though this may be their second or even third year at CMU mm. because of COVID, a lot of them had literally never seen what a buggy looked like, didn't know what roles were, didn't know what a race day was. So we were also like battling that lack of knowledge too in that like 
freshman year, I feel like everyone at least kind of knows what it is and kind of gets catches glimpses of it. But because of COVID, there was like two or three years of people in our organization that hadn't even seen that yet. Um, so it was also like hard to get up engagement when they don't even know what it looks like or what it feels like too. So yeah, I don't know, Lindsay, if you have anything to say on that coming in kind of late and during COVID. Yeah, definitely. So like Katie said, um, so I'm a second year now. Last year, everything was remote. I really had no idea what buggy even was. And then this year at the beginning of the year, they like, oh, like we want people to get involved. We need mechanics, things like that. So I texted Sophia and I was like, hey, I can be a mechanic. I'm a mechanical engineering student. Like, I feel like maybe I would fit in this role joined that a few weeks later they're like okay we need a head mechanic I'm like I guess I'm gonna step up and do it um (laughs) so I'm actually working with another member of DG Liz Flory um and we are together the co-head mechanics um and from there like Katie said just like I showed up the first time to roles and I was like oh okay this is actually kind of cool I really enjoy doing this Mm. and I think it's been the same experience for a lot of other people my year and also the first years who have never seen anything before um, carnival related or anything yeah that's got to be wild just missing out on 50 or 25 percent of your carnivals Um, especially yeah even if you're not participating just the you know, and actively doing buggy or booth or whatever, just having that opportunity to uh, see campus that way is, is wild. I, I guess to dig a little bit, I know Katie said you and Sophia had to experiment with things like what were ways you found that were successful to get new people out to roles? Cause that's, that's one of what I always feel is the craziest pitches of buggy. I, I've announced buggy for a long time, but I never actually was on a team and it's like, how, are people able to consistently get folks out at, you know, five, six AM uh on on weekends. So what ended up being kind of successful tactically for y'all to to get the team out there and build up the roster? Um, initially guilt. Uh mm. to be completely honest. <laughs> I was literally about to say the same thing Sophia. I was like the first thing that came to mind was guilt. <laughs> Acting really sad at chapter that we're alone. Um no, but actually we've we found five or six people that really loved it their first time out. And maybe it took guilt to get them out the first time, but then they loved it and they came back every week, Lindsay being one of them. Um, And so once you get the word of mouth of, Hey, I actually had a lot of fun and um, you know, maybe they brought snacks or, you know, food is always a great bribe. Um, those kinds of things, then it started to not be such a hassle to get people out. We actually have done quite well. Um, And there was a lot of excitement and kind of keeping the excitement saying like, we're making history, all of that good stuff gets everyone out. So initially guilt, but then excitement, I think has been the main, (laughs) the main tactic. There's also that competitive aspect of like, there's a reason why, Soph and Morgan, our leadership when we started it, were like, no, this is going to be DG's thing. We don't want to pan how buggy. We don't want to pair with a frat that's trying to start a buggy team. Like we, we want to be the ones that are doing this. And something they kept saying over and over again when we were first starting out was if there is a sorority that can successfully do booth, do Greek sing, and do buggy, we want that to be 
our sorority, our sisterhood. Mm. We believe so strongly in our the members of our chapter. And I mean, that was that was what we were saying two years ago. And I still do believe that. I do think that like that is part of it too. You know, it's like there's no other sorority doing this. It's part of that is like we want to prove that we can do it. And the other part is we want to pave the way for other sororities to do it too. We don't want to be the only ones after this year. It's cool to do it for like one year just to brag about it, right? But after that, it's like you want other people to understand that they can do this too, that we should be doing this too. It's been a male-dominated sport for far too long, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it's one of those things that like if if someone is going to like lead the charge again, because I know Capital led the charge like 20, 25 years ago, but if someone were to lead the charge right now, while we're in a rebuilding year, while we're coming straight from COVID, while we're trying to train a whole new generation of CMU students to do these things, if this is the time to do it, and if someone has to lead the charge to get it done, it's going to be us. And I think it's that aspect as well that really gets people going more than guilt. It's kind of like that competitive, like, okay, well, we're going to be the ones to do it. You know, like we want to, we want to do it. We want to lead the charge. We want to teach other people our ways. So I think that's the aspect as well. And it's also something that like, when recruiting comes along, we're very much like, oh, hey, this is a cool thing we do. You know, it sets us apart from the pack a little bit, too. So I think there's there's parts of that. And it's definitely been a challenge. Um, but we've also, especially uh, with how things are going this week, with with Carnival being two weeks after Greek Sing and with us in the middle of our build and also in the middle of Truck Weekend. But we've been able to, like, we have little, like, uh, we call, <laughs> what do we call it? Um Sophia came up with this great it's, idea. We it's called it called Boogie Brunch. It's a boogie <laughs> brunch where we get to feed everyone for showing up, and it's re- it's really helped, Katie. I mean, I don't know. It's it's brought morale up a lot, so we're finding ways for sure. I mean, yeah, it's just finding the little the little ways to get people motivated and and to get them coming out. And we're really looking forward to our whole chapter being able to experience race day. Because like we said, like right now, it's just a small subsection of our chapter that's like really, really excited about Buggy. But I feel like once everyone comes out and sees a race day for the first time, because again, people don't understand how big of a race day, right? I'm, I'm the only one on our buggy team that has ever been to a race. Well, I mean, Bats was there too. But like, we're the only ones that have ever been to a real live race day with all of the people and the jumbotrons and the announcers and everything going on. And we're just like, if we get to our first race day, and we get there and we make it around the course because that is our goal. Our goal is never to win. Our goal is to get sure. around the course. And you should see our roll times. They're very slow. But um, we were like, if our chapter experiences that excitement and like like the, the energy of the race day, then that's what's going to sustain us for the next couple of years. So it's like everything has been getting to this point. And after this point, I don't know. I feel really good about it continuing in DG after this point, but it's been like, yeah, it's been basically like we've been building and we've been begging people and we've been bribing people to get to this point. And then after that, it's like, then we're gold, then we're ready, then we're going to build and we're going to increase our goals and we're going to learn about wheels and all of that stuff. So it's been kind of this huge buildup to race day 2022. That that's great. I mean, something's picking up in there. I think it's so interesting how each kind of organization's culture shapes what their team ultimately ultimately ends up being. Um, and you know, I think 
it sounds like, and it even sounds similar to what kind of DG culture was like when I was there in terms of just this kind of standard of like excellence and pushing yourselves and trying to be really involved around campus that like had the correct underlying conditions to make, um, you know, at least enough dedicated people like, yeah, we can be the ones to do buggy and make it a thing. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that's really cool to hear and see about. Um, I wonder too, even if there's some advantages from COVID where, you know, because members, you know, of the sorority hadn't had an opportunity to see another race day, you know, they didn't have an opportunity really to join, you know, an SDC or a Pike. Well, sort of. Um, and, you know, you're able to really sell them on on the fresh start because there's no real recruiting advantage in some ways because there hadn't been a program for anyone, you know, frankly, for a couple of years. Yeah, for sure. And we had a couple girls who, you know, were interested and had talked to other orgs. And then when they went through recruitment, we actually, we stick Katie downstairs with a buggy during recruitment and she gets to give the whole buggy speech. And it really sets us apart from other sororities. That's when they go, oh, I could be mm. a part of buggy within this organization. Um, and so that's, it's a great recruiting tactic for us. And it also allows for everything to kind of be with your group of people, the group of people you live with, um, as much as we love other people or people getting involved in other orgs on campus, it was like, oh, I can do buggy right here with the people I live with in my house. Um, it's uh, attractive to a lot of younger members. One one thing I am curious then sort of in the timeline is, right, you're gung-ho, you're trying to get ready, you're trying to go around the course in 2020. Obviously, the plug is pulled um, uh, with COVID. How close were you to rolling that year, um, spring 2020? I know, I know it sounded like it was kind of an uphill battle then, but do you think you would have been able to roll, uh, you know, 2020 and then kind of in the interim there? Uh, how much was actually done kind of, could you really do too much to build the program? Cause it sounded like it was really full speed ahead this year, but was it kind of just like, well, let's keep the idea alive, you know, for, for 2021, but you know, was there really too much you could actually do? Um, well, as for 2020, I think we would have rolled race day 2020, we would have been slow, but we had pushers, men's and women's that were ready to go for us. We were on our way to qualifying. I think we needed like one more weekend of rolls to qualify. So we were right there. We were close. Um, and then when 2021 came, it just felt like we didn't have the organization within COVID to get everyone out there. We didn't have the knowledge. Um, a lot of the people that had really supported us from the beginning or graduated or graduating. Um, and so it's, we kind of dropped off a little in our support. Um, so we came back in 2022, kind of, as you said, full speed ahead and said, we're going to do this and we're going to get the support. Um, but yeah, we really, we kind of did drop off in 2021 and said, let's wait um, until things are, things are better and we can get more people out. And we can run a rolls with more than six people and all of those things. Seeing that you were fairly close to rolling 2020, how did that feel kind of organizationally, um, you know, 
kind of being that close because I know obviously everybody had a disappointment and kind of shock in their own way, um, you know, not getting that race day. But, um, you know, how did that specifically affect, you know, your program with this um, uh, potential of kind of having, you know, built something from the ground up and then having it pulled away pretty, pretty quickly? I think the thing that was most upsetting was it was really that senior class in in 2020 um, that was rooting for us. And that was like, we're so proud of you. We're going to make this a thing. It's going to be incredible. This is the new legacy of Delta Gamma, right? And I think I think it was really disappointing for them and for us to just lose like our biggest cheerleaders, I guess, and the ones that mm. really initiated this. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, it felt like we were losing a big part of Delta Gamma. We were losing a big part of like our spirit with them. Um, and so, I mean, for me and Sophia, I mean, kind of speaking for myself, I was kind of like, all right, well, I have a couple more years, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we, we will live to see Delta Gamma do this really incredible right. thing that we've been talking about for a year. But I think it was really heartbreaking to lose so many people who were so dedicated, who were seniors that year, who we're not able to experience that in the same way. And hopefully they'll come back, you know, this year and really years, years in the future, but it's not the same when you're not the one who's pushing the buggy your senior year, you know, for the very first time with your sisterhood. So I think that was the thing that really was deeply upsetting. Yeah. And I'll add a lot of those, those senior girls had pushed for other teams prior. So they knew what they were losing um, and Mm. they knew I think for me, especially Katie had already raced her freshman year, but I didn't really feel like I knew what I was missing. So I didn't feel all that much like I was missing out on too much, but those girls had raced for Pike or SIGAP or other organizations already. Mm. They knew what they were missing. So it was more so heartbreaking to get texts from them saying we're so sad um, rather than really for us, I think. Gotcha. No, that that totally makes sense. I mean, one of my favorite episodes of of this that we've ever done, if if I can do a shameless plug, um, is we did get to interview. I think all of the senior uh, team chairs from that year. Um, it was a really really cool conversation. Obviously, you know, sad in a lot of ways, but just to kind of reflect on you know a buggy career without that kind of you know, you spend so much time all year long to get to this one single race day. Like it's a very unique sport where there's only one weekend of competition, sometimes only one day of that weekend. Um, and to kind of reflect on, on what it means, uh, without being able to have that. Um, and, and so I can totally imagine too, that being really, really tough on the seniors something else I, I picked up on that um interested to learn a little bit more about is um I, I didn't realize you all had also recruited a, a men's team, which I think is awesome and, and probably, you know, doubly difficult just in that a lot of fraternities, right, do have established teams. Independents do have established men's teams. Uh so how's how's that process been like? Are are you rolling a, a men's team this year? This is this is so funny. Yeah. Um, 
So be, uh, feel free to chime in. But basically, one of the things we that was suggested to us by sweepstakes when we were starting out, right, was to pair with with a frat that was trying to do the same thing. So at the time, there was um, Alpha Sig was really interested in trying to start a buggy team because um, it, it was something in the air that year. It was a lot of people who were like, let's start a buggy team. And we didn't want to officially like pair with them. We didn't want it to be like Alpha Sig and DG. We wanted it to be like DG. Right. Um, so it's more very much like a DG featuring uh, <laughs> Ace Team, <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to call it. Um, so how we kind of like worked it out with them was we were like, okay, well, like, you can be our men's push team and like we'll exclusively recruit like ASICs to be our men's push teams. Um, and then you can kind of learn about buggy f- through us and you can learn about building a team through us. Uh, so that's kind of the arrangement that we've made, um, which, you know, has also posed its own set of problems because we kind of made this arrangement two years ago with like juniors and seniors who were really into the idea. And, and this year we were kind of faced with not the same kind of, you know, mm. uh, enthusiasm in that organization, but, um, yeah, we have the very unique problem of having like a really, really great, set of pushers where we're putting up really great front hill and back hill times with our, you know, linebackers um, from the football team. Uh, and then, you know, our role, our free roll time is just very, very slow. So we've got a really unique, interesting <laughs> situation. Um, but yeah, so we kind of made that arrangement a while ago and it's one that's held up to today and I don't know if it's going to keep going, but yeah, Bats, do you have anything to say about our relationship with the men? Yeah, I mean, it was a backdoor deal two years ago that <laughs> has now proven to uh, to continue to help us. And we're really lucky that the ASICs have agreed to it and continued that. And we hope that partnership continues for a while or at least until they want to start their own team. And the guys that come and push for us are, you know, amazing and really kind and and younger so hopefully they get involved and stay involved awesome no i i think that's super cool it's just interesting uh um are, are so are they like the new football not new well, they're new since i've been there i'm dating myself uh so they're kind of a lot of the football guys are in a sig now Yes, our whole, I, I mean, I can't speak for ASIG, but I believe 90% of the football team is in ASIG and all of our pushers are on the football team. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, one, once upon a time back in my day, they were, a lot of them were in beta and they kind of had that same problem of incredible push team, not an incredible buggy <laughs> at that point in uh, beta's history. Um, and so, you know, it was always which teams could poach a guy or two from there. So, uh, you know, congratulations on, on getting them. And hopefully, you know, as this new build comes out, um, that, that bodes well for y'all on, on that end of the spectrum. Um, but cool, sweet. So, you know, let's, let's maybe get into the timeline of this year a little bit. You know, it sounds like recruitment ramped up, um, throughout the year, you know, you're saying enthusiasm's pretty good right now. Like how many people say like this semester on average, were you getting out to, uh, to, uh, given roles on average? Um, I'd say we're getting seven people with the buggy, two flaggers and four or five pushers. So a pretty solid, you know, 
20% of our chapter out at every rolls. Um, So that's been really awesome and, and necessary. You know, we need a lot of people to learn and come so that that knowledge gets passed down. Um, But it's, we've had good turnout. We've had to beg a couple times, but for the most part, good turnout. That's awesome. Through this year, right. As you're, um, you know, really going through these motions for the first time, I guess you had some of it as a practice run in 2019, 2020. Uh, are, are there certain things that have jumped out as, as big challenges or surprises? Um, and kind of what have you had to do to kind of overcome those on your path to being able to roll uh, this weekend? Um, yeah, I think just the last two weeks, when I when I told my parents I wanted I was going to become a buggy chairman, they told me not to do it. And I could not understand why they were like, it's so much work. It's like so much time you have to really commit. And I didn't understand why. And now I'm finally two years later understanding why. Um, it's a lot of work. And I wasn't um, quite understanding that the two weeks prior to race day was going to be three times the amount of time I needed to spend. Um, that being said, mm. it's been so much fun. Um, I don't know if my professors are quite happy with me or our professors are happy with any of us right now, but it's been so much fun. Um, I don't know, even we did heat selection for the first time yesterday and that was fun. Just even like thinking about all those things. So mm. I think we're just going through the motions for the first time and everything's very exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'll just jump right off of that. Like I said, the, the, this being the first year we're doing all three, Booth Creek, Sing, and Buggy, has, like, I said this a couple weeks ago, and I'll say it again. Like, I was like, either these next two weeks are going to make or destroy us as a chapter. Right. Um, <laughs> and, like, me being, like, one of – I was the head chair for Greek Sing. We had a really successful Greek Sing. And we jumped immediately into building Booth, and we've been building Booth and running Truck Weekend at the exact same time. And it's it's hard, especially when you're in an organization like a Greek org, when you have so many chapters, but it, I mean, so many chapter members, but it really is like the same, like 10, 15 people who are doing like all of the things. Right. It's very much like a percentage of the chapter is pulled in like three different directions. So I think that's been the hardest. And like in with that is, is keeping the morale up, right? Because I think it's, it's easy to keep morale up with things like Booth and Greek sing where you're like, our goal is to win or our goal is to like be really proud of this, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And, and I guess like with our goal is first year when we were very much like our goal is just to get around the course. Our goal is maybe we make ten, top 10, maybe we don't. Honestly, maybe it'll be easier if we don't make top 10 so we just have one race. Day. You know what right. I mean? It's a little bit harder to keep that same morale and same passion that exists for Booth and Greek sing when we're just not fiddling with like wheels or things like that we're not really modifying the buggy in any way we're not we don't have our own buggy it's very much just like a hey we're gonna try this we're gonna make it around um with like a five minute time you know it's gonna be what it's gonna be so i think in terms of the biggest challenge right now is is keeping that morale and energy up especially when we're all dying from building our booth and we're all sick and we're all angry at each other all the time for no reason, just because we haven't been sleeping at all. Um, like, I mean, Sophia was at 
buggy. She was at nope. Sophia was at booth until I think what, like two, three in the morning. And then she went straight to buggy at four 30 in the morning <sighs> and then didn't go to sleep until she spent another what hour at booth or something after roles ended at like nine or 10. So it's, it's, you've got people doing that where it's like, okay, this is, this is where it gets hard. It was kind of easy up until this point. It still wasn't easy, but in comparison, it was so easy. And then we're at this point where it's like, ah, this is why like no other organization does all three. I think Sigep does all three, but I think we're the only ones and I can understand why this week. Yeah. Um, I'll also add just from a mechanical standpoint, you know, we didn't build the buggy we're using. So it's been a lot of troubleshooting, like late night trips to Home Depot to fix parts. Mm. We've been spending time in the makerspace, you know, Amazon ordering parts. Um, so that has also been a challenge for myself and the other head mechanic. Um, just trying to learn what a buggy is and what it takes to maintain a buggy and everything we need to do to prepare for race day. Right. I feel like that's, you know, got to be challenging where there are some resources out there and it's, you know, Fringe has been, sounds like quite helpful along with Apex and BAA. But at the end of the day, it's not, you know, something you can really Google or like an instruction manual for it. Right. So is it kind of, you're almost reverse engineering it in your head, you know, at some point, right. They're probably not there constantly, you know, fringed being able to tell you why every single thing is the way it is. Yes, absolutely. It's been a lot of just looking at a part, seeing if it fits in the place we need it to fit and like manual labor to try to get everything to work out. Um, it also, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a challenge just to figure out the mechanics of the buggy in general. Yeah. And, and how much, I know you said you're planning on building next year. Just kind of curious within that, is that, you know, things you're making notes of throughout the year, like, Oh, maybe we could improve on this with this or like, Oh, I see that's how you do this or kind of how have you thought that much about ramping up to that next year? Or is it kind of like, let's just make sure this buggy gets through race day 2022 and we'll figure it out next year. Um, I'm definitely taking everything I learned this year um, and I'm definitely going to apply it next year. I actually had the opportunity to meet one of the members of fringe who built our buggy 20 years ago. Um, and he gave me a lot of advice just, you know, about how to test if your wheels work, how to test if your bearings are good enough. Um, so I'm taking everything I learned this year and I will absolutely apply it next year. Gotcha. But it's still going to be a lot of, I guess, figuring out kind of new stuff in terms of how to build and what to use and all that. How to build for sure, how to use the tools and everything. I'm sure we're going to, you know, waste a ton of money on carbon fiber, just trying to figure out how to use vacuum sealing and all of the other tools that we'll need to use. Um, so yeah, that will be a work in progress. And I have a great team to help me with that next year. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and yeah, it just, we kind of take the challenges as they come and hope we can figure things out. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll make it eventually. It's just, there are some bumps in the road along the way. For, for sure. Um, and I think that's going to be really exciting and, you know, probably to kind of what you've all been saying, 
you know, on the flip side of it, a really good recruiting tool of like, hey, come be a part of history, come figure it out uh, with us and, and so on and so forth. Um, one thing I thought kind of was interesting that you were saying, Katie, too, is just sort of like the scale of the goals for Buggy versus Greek Sing and, and Booth. And it's kind of an interesting cultural thing to me right where you know it sounds like kind of dg you guys have the standard of excellence right where you're used to probably being near the top with booth you're used to being near the top uh with greek sing and buggy's very different than that and i think it's kind of just interesting how different personality types can kind of be drawn towards that where like some teams you know in buggy they really are just happy to be there. It's about having a good time with the team and having fun. Um, you know, it seems like that's probably less of the lifeblood of of Delta Gamma. Granted, there's maybe some motivation in just being the first, doing something someone said they couldn't. Uh, but is that something you found any struggles with in terms of just like how to get people excited when there's not that opportunity for a trophy or whatever, you know, working with people who are used to winning in kind of everything. And then this won't be the case here. Yeah. I think this year there's, there's a bit of an understanding that, you know, we're a new team. Everyone who's never been to a roles is like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's because we have an old buggy kind of with the expectation that our first build will be just as good as like SDC's build this year. Right. Um, so I think there needs to be lowered expectations that this is going to be a process. These are teams that have existed for a long time. Um, and as much as we like to believe that we're amazing, it might take us a few years to get to top 10 even. Um, and so I think there needs to be lowered expectations as like, yeah, we just got to get around the course this year, but then maybe we just got to get around the course next year with a new buggy and have our first new build. And that's the, that's the goal for next year. So I think it's really hard. We just came off. Katie doesn't want to toot her own horn, but we won fundraising and show for Greek saying we, you know, had a great turnout. Our booth is going really well. We're coming off this high of like, we can do anything. We're the winners. And so trying to get everyone to go, no, we just got to like get a time and not get disqualified is not right. exciting. Um, but I think, you know, we keep emphasizing, as you said, the let's make history, let's be the only sorority, um, let's get other sororities excited about this. Um, and that's that's kind of working, but it's hard. You know, DG is an intense group of people who like to win. Right. You know, I do think there are cases where teams kind of come out of nowhere with a pretty incredible buggy. It's definitely hard, but, um, you know, the, um, not to overplug this podcast again, but the, the spirit story quantum leap is, um, a really, really cool one where, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere and just built a buggy that was way better than everyone else's after being an org for a couple of years and ended up, uh, you know, setting the course record, um, pretty quickly. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully y'all can do something similar. Um, you know, one thing I, I, I did pick up on that too, Katie, I wanted to come back on. So you, the chair of Greek seeing your buggy chair, 
and you drive for Pika, which is kind of crazy. Um, very CMU granted. Um, I, I feel like, you know, that's just kind of our culture, which is a good thing, a fun thing. Um, but I guess I am kind of curious, two things within that one, um, you know, personally, but also within the house, like, were you able to use kind of that leadership in both to try and, uh, get more resources over to buggy. Um, so maybe touch on that briefly. And then also just definitely curious, like, what is it like balancing your effort between these two teams? Obviously, you know, you're not competing for titles necessarily with DG, whereas you are with Pike, but, um, you know, what is that like being on two teams? Has anyone ever done that before? I realize I just asked like eight questions, so feel free to unpack that. Um, however you will. No, I mean, oh, I love this. We're going to open so many can of worms together right now. Um, so the the Katie driving, Katie being a part of two organizations has been an issue from the beginning. Um, I know it's been an issue in the BAA. I know people are fighting about me all the time in the group chat, which I find so funny. Um, <laughs> I've had screenshots sh- sent to me, guys. I know exactly who you are. But I mean, yeah, this was a this was a conversation from the beginning. Where from the beginning we were, like I said, I had Rob, you know, my chair, and a really really good personal friend of mine who was like, Katie, like, what is this I hear about you like jumping ship? And like, um, from the beginning, I was never gonna leave Pike. I was already head driver for them as a sophomore. Um, I really care about the organization. I really care about my friendships there. I really care about, you know, winning, obviously. So it was never in my mind. I never saw it as having to choose between the two. I think other people saw it as me having to choose between the two. I think a lot of people in Pike saw that. I think a lot of people in DG saw that. I think a lot of people in BAA saw that. Um, but we voted. We voted in, in Delta Gamma. We voted if it would be okay if I did both. And we voted, yeah, that would be okay. Um, in sweepstakes that year, we voted between all of the chairs if it would be okay if I did both. And everyone voted, yeah, let's get a sorority team out there. And I think in my mind, it was never like, again, like I said, it was never a choice because I kind of very much divided my relationship with both in which I was like, my role for Pike is I am their head driver. I am going to figure out, you know, the best strategies to win. I'm going to do everything in my power to be the best head driver I can be for them. And then my role in DG, my role in DG my whole last four years has been like, how can I be the best leader in this chapter that I can be? Um, And that's been through my work in Greek Sing. I've been a Greek Sing chair since my sophomore year. I was head Greek Sing chair this past year. I was vice president social standards, so second in command. I was that last year. Um, you know, I continue to do a lot of things for DG. I'm technically co-chair, but I always say that Sophia is the real chair because she does literally all of the work and I'm just, you know, there for, for the cheering on and for the little nuggets of wisdom. Um, but yeah, I never saw it as like, I'm going to sell Pike secrets to DG so that they can, you know, build this amazing program. I saw it as in like, well, I'm the only one who's ever been to roles before, so I can help figure, help everyone figure out what that is. Um, I'm the only one who I actually did drive brazen down the hill the very first time. 
Um, because, and that was something, again, that was a talk with sweepstakes where you're like, is this okay? And I caped in brazen and I rolled down the hill in brazen and I was like, is everyone okay with this? And everyone was like, we're okay with this. Pike wasn't amazing with it, but they were like, fine, you can have Katie for like one day rolls. Um, but it was, it was very much something where I was like, I'm going to use my knowledge. I promise Pike alumni, I'm not using Pike secrets. None of that. I promise. I'm very loyal. Um, but it was like, I'm going to use that knowledge of like, this is what a buggy team is. And this is what a driver does. And this is how roles works. And this is how, what, you know, like it was all of those things where I was like, I'm going to use this to help DG and I'm going to use it to help them any way that I can. Um, but I never really saw it as like dividing my loyalty. And I still don't. Cause like you said, it's not, we're not even in the same, you know, bracket in terms of we're not going to be fighting with each other. Um, it's definitely posed other problems in terms of like, I was very much like going into heat selection. Like I want to be as far away. Like I want Delta Gamma heats to be as far away from Pike heats possible. Cause I want to be able to support both teams. And so issues like that have definitely affected the larger mass as a whole but even then I never really thought that you know playing for both teams was really affecting that many people overall um I do think a lot of the BAA concern was it affecting morale in terms of like how would DG respond especially this newer class that wasn't there when we voted right and wasn't there when we started the program like how do they respond when they see that I'm kind of playing for both teams. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. We struggle with that a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's like everyone can see that what I'm doing is in support of Delta Gamma in every way. Um, and that I'm still trying to be the best head driver I can be for Pike. So I don't know if that really answered the question. Uh, no, but for, I, it, it, yeah. it does. It's one of those things, right? There's no right or wrong. Just kind of curious, you know, how the – Troy Bolton situation it's not an entirely appropriate metaphor. But, no, it's a perfect you metaphor. Know, you yeah. know, um, soar and fly and all that. Uh, so I, I guess curious too, like on a given roles, um, you know, how do you determine splitting up your time? Uh, you know, because that just kind of seems interesting where everything is. So, you know, in some cases it can be like you're really trying to squeeze everything on a day of roles. Um, you know, do you just kind of sprint over to Pike when it's time to actually roll there and then spend most of the time with DG otherwise, or, or how does that play out? So I, I did split my time a lot the first year we were out. Um, I was kind of running back and forth up the hill, down the hill, um, figuring things out this year. It's very much been Sophia and Lindsay and the other really dedicated people we have running the Delta Gamma side of roles. And I am there for more of the bigger conversations mm -hmm. of the like, oh, well, who do our pushers look like? Um, who do we, you know, like, who can we get out to do chores this week? Um, and then and then doing the, like, how are we going to do apparel? Things like that, where the day to day, that's why I call like Sophia our like true chairman, because like gotcha. the day to day roles is very much like she's the captain of the ship. She is sending out the role schedule. She is there telling everyone where to go and what to do. And I'm very much like the, oh, I think like the buggy shirts will look cute if they look like this um, <laughs> and doing kind of like that side. Uh, but something that was really funny for me was I think I, I, I think I got the biggest feeling of being really on two sides when we were doing heat selection yesterday where I was literally sitting between Delta Gamma and Pike. And we were trying to figure out, you know, how to trade spots. And we were like, oh, well, what if we race with them? But then that like 
screwed this team over and then Pike didn't want to do that and didn't agree to it. So then DG had to go back to the drawing board to switch with. So, so that was kind of my more fun and, and memorable feelings of like really feeling like, Oh, this is such a fun logistical nightmare of me having to do both. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it very much is like, I'm there for the moral support. I'm there for the knowledge. I'm there for the wisdom. Sophia is doing all of the hard work. Um, On any given day, I just yell outside the Pike tent at Rolls if I need anything from Katie, and she answers from inside the tent. (laughs) We we yell outside the tent to each other if we really need anything. So she's always there if we need her, but usually we're pretty separate nowadays. Yeah. And I've hopped in the follow car one or two times. I, you know, explain to our driver what it's going to feel like, what a pass test is going to feel like. I often go on course walk at the same time as them. So it's not, it's not completely entirely separate, but I think that's kind of a way we've managed to kind of divide myself in a way that makes sense for us. Gotcha. No, that's, that's super interesting. Um, sweet. So we've covered a good bit of ground here. Um, I guess maybe talk a little bit about race day expectations. It's, you know, kind of an, or we've talked about big picture expectation, but um, kind of a cool time to, to get y'all for this interview. Uh, I guess, first off, how did, how did truck weekend uh, go? How was, how was the first truck weekend? It went really well besides the fact that uh, Booth was taking our truck spot and we had to stage in a different area. So we didn't get to really, run through, you know, how far we would be and all of that, but it went really well. Um, you know, we got our full push teams out. We felt really confident with our push teams, no issues with rolling. Um, it was a crazy weekend because of the Sunday, everyone thought it was going to be rained out. So Saturday we had, you know, CIA roll with us one time and a fringe roll with us one time just to try to make it better for everyone and get everyone enough rolls to qualify. Um, but overall, I think it went really well. Luckily, we have, you know, those six people that have come to rolls a thousand times where, you know, Lindsay and I can hop in the follow car and not worry about, you know, start line, someone counting off and getting all of that done. It, we really kind of have a well-oiled machine in that sense. Come race day, I think it's there's going to be nerves and a little bit of panic and a lot of new things. But um, overall, I think Chuck Weekend went really well. Lindsay, I don't know if you have any any thoughts. I guess I kind of have the perspective of having no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is obviously my first, first truck weekend. I think everything went great. I don't really know how it would have gone otherwise, but um, our team definitely handled everything really well. Um, and like Sophia said, we really have a good group of people that we can trust to get everything done. You know, when we're in the car, they can take care of our driver, make sure we start on time. So that's really good to have that uh, support from that end. And then also, you know, Sophia and I are able to kind of handle all the logistics of things. I mean, mostly Sophia, she's taught me everything I know. Um, but yeah, so I think it went really well. <laughs> I will also say that the other chairmen have been so incredibly supportive. Um, They've been really kind to us, really patient with us when we've been, you know, 
taking forever to get to the start line and, and figuring things out our first roles this year and things like that. And that has been really awesome. And um, we really, really appreciate that. And sweeps too has been really, really great. Like Sydney and Frank, like they've all, they've worked with us when we were like, we don't know if we can do that chore. Can we do a different chore? And like, things like that, where everyone has given us so much institutional support and the BAA too. Everyone is, it really does feel like everyone is rooting for us. Um, and I think that's what makes us really excited going into race day is, is we feel like we have a whole bunch of people, you know, backing us up. And even if we do, you know, finish with the slowest time of the day, um, in our mind, that's like a huge success that I think everyone will be really proud of us and we'll be really proud of us. And it's, it's gonna be beautiful. I'm definitely gonna cry like several times on race day. Um, and this will be this will be one of the reasons is seeing is seeing Delta Gamma go over the hill. I think I'm absolutely going to ball mm. my eyes out if I'm not in the buggy for Pike, but <laughs> I think we spaced it out that I won't be. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm really excited to experience that as a sisterhood. I think it's going to be really great for us. Um, I, I do definitely think it's true. Um, people are are rooting for you, and even just you know, I, I kind of ta- mentioned this earlier, but I think so much of the buggy community you know, especially on the alum side at this point is it's like, you know, it's gotten a little smaller over our time. Like it's so excited to see new teams that are excited and want to push things and do things different. So, um, you know, I, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of that energy on race day, um, less than a week out. Uh, you know, what do you all have left that you're kind of doing to prepare, uh, what are your emotions going into it? Um, expectations beyond kind of like a, a result, but you know, what's on your mind? Uh, you know, what are you thinking about feeling with, you know, five, six days to go till, uh, you know, you're at that start line. I think, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm super nervous. Um, I feel a little responsible if we mess up. So um, super nervous, but also so excited. We know a lot of the chapter is coming out, even though we're heat three and it's going to be early in the morning. We force them to come um, and they're so excited. So we're getting that support. Um, I think it's just going to, it's going to be nerves until it's excitement, until it's relief kind of thing. Um, And, you know, Katie and I are lucky. Our parents will be there. If anything really goes wrong, we can go cry to them. Um, So I think it's just, it's exciting to have family members there, chapter members there, and then just general community um, that have been hearing us say, we have a buggy team for three years, but haven't seen it. Like now we're ready to kind of show off, which is really exciting. And I'll add to that. I think you know, this whole year we've been putting in so much work. I think we're at the point where we've we've gotten up the hill, you know, we've fought the battle. And now this race day is when we get to see everything really come together. And I'm really excited to just get to show off all the hard work we've done to the rest of our chapter, to the rest of the CMU and the buggy community. Um, Because I feel like now we've put in the work and it's time to just celebrate everything we've done. Yeah, I mean, with that, I feel like... um... I'm nervous for Claire. Claire is our driver. I love mm. her. She's 
awesome. She's honestly so much of a better. She's so much more organized than I am. I'll text her and I'll be like, hey, there's a driver safety meeting tomorrow. And she'll be like, oh, I went to the one two days ago. So she's great. And we adore her. Um, I'm really nervous because I feel like I really try to do my best to kind of prepare her for how things will feel like um how things are like in the buggy and race day and everything so I hope I've done a good enough job of prepping her for how crazy it's gonna be because I remember how insane it is to be a new driver on a race day and there's so much going on and there's so much overstimulation and I was so sure I was gonna throw up my very first time mm. um racing in that buggy so I really hope I can be there for her and um be there for the rest of Pike and yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to be a good head driver for everyone all around. So that's what that's what I'm nervous for. Um, I also want to win from Pike's side, so I'm like really nervous for that too. Those alumni scare me a lot. Uh, so, yeah, um, uh, but yeah, I'm sense. looking into this. It's gonna be. It's also like my second race day and my last race day. So I think for Sofa and I, it'll be very much a bittersweet moment where it's like buggy is one of those things, and especially driving a buggy is one of those things where. You don't get to do it again when you graduate. You really don't. So this is going to be like my last time squeezing into that little tube. And that's going to feel so, so strange when I don't have to get up in the in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I don't have these bruises ever again, you know. So I think that's going to be like a really monumental moment for me too, realizing that this is all coming to an end. So yeah, not looking forward to that at all. But we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm really excited for this race day. I think everybody is just in terms of, for all intents and purposes, really having a two year layoff. Um, I think it's going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm really interested to think, you know, what all the, I guess, junior, sophomore, and freshmen haven't seen a race day yet. If I'm correct, or first, second, third year, whatever the the term is these days. So. I think it's going to be very electric. Um, as, as we're kind of wrapping up, um, I think we got pretty good final thoughts, but I guess um, I don't know if there are any last, um, you know, stories y'all really wanted to share. We may have missed or just kind of general reflections on this journey. Uh, we may not have gotten to that. Um, you know, you'd like to put, put down for the record. Um, um, I don't, I don't necessarily have a story. I just, for, you know, the record, Katie and I were really nervous to start this team thinking that, you know, we'd kind of be looked at funny and no one would kind of accept the DG team. And it has really been the opposite. So we're really hoping us showing up on race day, uh, make some other sororities and even other organizations, other fraternities really want to do this and kind of bring it back because it is more fun when there's more teams, when there's more people involved, getting up for mm. roles is more fun when you have more people there. Um, so not necessarily a story, but we're really hoping that like DG is not the only team. It's just the start of this wave of teams. I'll also add on behalf of all of the underclassmen in DG, like I just want to really thank Katie and Sophia for all of the knowledge they have passed down to me and the rest of the buggy team that will be taking over next year. Um, because honestly, they, those two have so much knowledge and we would not be anywhere without them. So thank you guys. They only think we have knowledge because they haven't seen other teams though. So. 
We have out of our ass for two years, Lindsay. We don't know what we're doing. Um, (laughs) Making shit up as we go. Um, But yeah, I mean, I kind of gave my whole little sad spiel, but I really do. I'm really excited for the future of Delta Gamma Buggy. I'm so excited to see what happens um, one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And I'm excited to see that for, you know, all of the buggy teams. And like I said, I hope we get a couple more sororities out there next year. So I'm excited for that legacy. And I can't, I'm really proud to be a part of the beginning of it. And I can't wait to be a really obnoxious, loud, annoying alumni 10 years from now telling everyone what to do and giving all of my money to buggy. So can't (laughs) wait. (laughs) Awesome. Well, you know, I I said this before, but we're all rooting for y'all. I think it's really cool what you did and uh you know similarly interested to see how it how it grows from here 